Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yandian. Have you ever had a time in your life you didn't know what to do? Sometimes there's scripture, and if you have a scripture, you can go directly to it. But if there's no scripture found on exactly what you're doing, you need to wait on the mind of the Lord. That's what I'm calling this two-day series, Waiting on the Mind of the Lord. In other words, the answer will come. You ready to go to the Word of God together? Let's do that. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and study the Word of God with Bob Yandian. Hello and welcome again to Student of the Word. This can be a great day and this is a great way to start your day. And that is with the Word of God. David used to point out that from early in the morning he would rise and meditate on the things of God. I think it's a great thing to do. The first thing you do when you wake up, this is your day. The day the Lord has made and I'll be rejoicing in it all day long. So this is the way we start out our day, and that is again through the Word of God. Now, if you're watching this late in the evening, well, praise God, you're gonna have a great rest of the evening and a great day tomorrow. So I wanna start today in John chapter 16, and I want you to find verse 13. We're gonna talk about the guidance of the Holy Spirit today. I'm calling this waiting on the mind of the Lord. And if, if we really come right down to it, the big major, major differences in the Old Testament and the New Testament is not only just the new birth, and that is incredible, the fact that we are born again, children of God, members of the family of God, members of the body of Christ. I mean, provisions they didn't even have in the Old Testament, priests before our Lord, all these things. But another great truth is the increase of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He was limited in the Old Testament because they were not born again, didn't have the Holy Spirit living in them, but we do. And from the moment we are born again, he wants to start leading and guiding us, especially when we get filled with the Holy Spirit. Speaking with tongues, according to chapter 28 of Isaiah, it's with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people. So really it's like that when you're born again, do you hear from the Holy Spirit? Of course you do. Is there guidance from the Holy Spirit? Yes, there is. But it is really ramped up in numbers of time, frequency, but also the intricacy of the leading of the Holy Spirit increases as you begin to minister to the Lord. And so uh, again, in other tongues, and this is again how God leads us and guides us. And we find a huge increase in the, in the amount of guidance in the New Testament as compared to the Old Testament. Jesus prophesied this was coming. And take a look at John 16 and verse 13. While you're finding that verse of scripture, again, let me just comment on those that support the ministry, those who are faithful, those who are partners with me. Again, my greatest thanks goes to you next to God. Again, for what God has done in my life and done in my ministry is incredible. But as I found out, when you first get you know called in the ministry, it's just you and God. You might start out with just you and God. You know, I did. I, I you know I, I wrote a book one time, my first book. Nobody helped me. I just did it and even had it printed myself because no publisher knew who in the heck I was. And so I just did it myself and sold it when I went to a meeting and stuck it in my car. And I would drove myself there and drove myself back home and ran my table. I, it's just me. But you can't keep going that way. God always starts with just you and then it increases and more and more like Jesus. It started with him and then he drew a group of 12 around him, then 70, then more than that. And then they would back off and increase. And, and then finally, when he went to the cross, he was by himself again. It simply comes back to this, is that God wants to increase the number of supporters you have, because also that means it's when you're gone, you have supporters that followed you that continue to promote the ministry. That's what I'm looking uh, forward to, not the fact that I'm going to die, but you know, the fact that the ministry just keeps on going. And so that again comes by partners, those who have my heart. And those 12 had the heart of Jesus. 
I want you to understand so. Uh, that way, again, I would, I'd like for you to pray about it. We have a great number of supporters, the amount of increase of income and the amount of increase of people praying and those that call themselves partners joined in the heart with me is just increasing day by day. Would you join that crowd? I'd love for you to do that. And as far as you're concerned, no matter how many people are around, it's just you and me, you, me, and God, okay? Just us three together. Well, everybody can feel that way. They feel like an individual attached to me, not some group attached to me. And so I thank you. If you have not become a partner, but you want to become a partner with me, go to bobyandian.com. You'll find a place there. You can become a partner with me. And I thank you ahead of time, especially those that know you're supposed to be. God's ministered to your heart. You still haven't done it. Come on, what are you waiting for? There's blessing attached to it. Not only the natural, knowing people are born again, filled with the spirit, joining the, the body of Christ, finding their ministry, progressing in their daily walk with God. And also though, the fact too, that you know God will bring back to your financially in this lifetime, what you sow, you're gonna reap. And so again, thank you for it. Uh, so again, bobbyandian.com. John chapter 16 and verse 13 says this, when he, this is Jesus speaking, to his disciples, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will show you things to come. Two things about this verse of scripture in form of guidance. And that is number one, he will guide you into all truth. The major way the Holy Spirit leads us is into the word of God. But then after that, he says, and, and he will show you things to come. Notice this, we have truth and things. He guides us into all truth and this truth is the word of God, but it's general. A verse of scripture not only ministers to Bob, but it can minister to a lot of people. And there's times that the Holy Spirit's ministered to scripture to me. And yes, it was great. But then there comes the intricacies where there's a scripture that applies to many people or to all people because the word of God is written for everybody. But the Holy Spirit can go beyond that and minister something to me personally. That is things to come. I was called into the ministry when I was at Oklahoma State University. My junior year, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, you're going to be a teacher in the body of Christ. Well, I wonder how many others that applied to. How many other teachers were there in the body of Christ? Millions and millions around the world. I just joined that group on that day, but I didn't know where, what city, if it was going to be a church, working in a church, a uh, and I found out later, it started out after I went to Bible school, that I became a Sunday school teacher. From there, I developed into a teacher in a Bible school. I became the dean of instructors. After that, I, be, I started pastoring a church. And after that, it was 33 years of teaching the word of God. So you know what? That's what happened. But all that guidance outside of this one truth that came to me, you're going to be a teacher in the body of Christ, that came from the word of God, from the truth. But after that, he showed me things to come. And this is where you get specific guidance. The Holy Spirit has general guidance from the Word of God, but also after that, He has specific guidance. Is it scriptural to have a job? Yes, it's scriptural to have a job, but the Holy Spirit doesn't show you in the Word of God which company to go to work for. Once you discover, I'm supposed to get a job, and you start praying for it, He will bring specific things to you. You'll have a guidance toward a company. You'll know something about the, you'll, you'll put in your application, and even though there may be a hundred applications and two openings, you know good and well in 
inside of yourself. The Holy Spirit has already spoken to you. You are one of the two that's gonna be hired. That can't be found in the Bible, but it's things to come. So the Holy Spirit again guides you two ways. The main way he guides you is with scripture. You'll pray about a situation. All of a sudden, a scripture will come to you. And oftentimes we think, well, that wasn't the Holy Spirit. That was just me. I just thought of that. No, you're too dumb to think of that. You're not smart enough to think of a scripture. Again, one scripture out of 7,000 promises in the word of God, you were smart enough to think of the one scripture that applied exactly to your situation. Stop and think about that. Again, that is the Holy Spirit guiding you. And the main way he guides you is into the word of God. And then later he can give you specific guidance to come. So the Holy Spirit gives you guidance through his word. Psalm 119 verse 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. And again, the secondary way he guides you is outside the truth of the word of God. He shows you things to come. Uh, Peter had so many revelations from the word of God and taught on them in first and second Peter. But there was times he also heard from the Holy Spirit outside the word of God. God showed Peter that Cornelius and his servants were coming to his house and uh, Peter, who was in Joppa at the time, and Cornelius, who was in Caesarea, you know, he was now called to go to Caesarea. So God spoke something specific to him, a house he was going to, a man he was going to go see, and the city he was going to go to. Paul, was called by the Holy Spirit to now become separate under the gospel and travel the world, but he didn't know where. And so again, one time on his second missionary journey, uh, he was headed, you know, in the same direction he went to the time before, and he went to uh, Galatia, and he ministered in Galatia, but afterwards he thought, well, I know what I'll do. I'll go north into Bithynia, and the Holy Spirit said no no, don't go there. So he said, okay, well, I'll go south into Asia. And this time it was even stronger. The Holy Spirit forbid him to go. So he just kept going west as far as he could and finally came, you know, to Troas and came to Troas and, and probably walked out right off toward the Aegean Sea, put his foot in the edge of the water and said, well, Lord, unless I can walk on water, you better show me what I'm supposed to do. And that's when he had a vision in the nighttime of a man from Macedonia saying, come over here. And although he had some difficulty in the cities he went to, he finally ended up with the greatest revival of the New Testament. That was the people of Ephesus. And Ephesus had a massive revival in chapter 19 of the book of Acts. And that was because he heard specifically from the Holy Spirit where he was supposed to be. And he did that. There was a time later on when Paul was in a shipwreck. But what the Lord told him ahead of time, and in fact, an angel appeared to him and told him, the ship will be destroyed, all the cargo will be destroyed, but the people will be saved, not one person will be harmed. And that's exactly what happened. Well, again, Paul had a general leading of the Holy Spirit that he would become an apostle and step out into the ministry, but then the Holy Spirit had to show him specifically where he was supposed to go. Welcome to the types of guidance we have. What I wanna point out to you too, was even though Paul was waiting to know, Lord, I know I can't go into Bithynia. I know I'm not supposed to go to Asia. You forbid me to go into Asia and you told me not to go to Bithynia, but I don't know where I'm going right now. And he just kept on walking and kept on walking till the time the Lord showed him. And this was right, well, I mean, he must've walked right up to the Aegean Sea, knowing he couldn't go any further. And he weighed on the mind of the Lord and that's when it came. This is what this is going to be talking about. This particular broadcast today and tomorrow, I'm gonna be getting into waiting on the mind of the Lord, because there's times the Holy Spirit would just show you things, just boom. You go, wow, where'd that come from? Other times you need to know now, or you think you need to know now, 
But that's where patience is developed and you learn to wait on the Lord because I've said this many times, the Lord is seldom early, but he's never late. And oftentimes I thought he was late. I thought the deadline had passed and Bob was sunk and I was gonna die right here on the spot. All hell was gonna break loose. The bottom was gonna fall out from under me, but the Lord spoke to me at the right time. I waited on the mind of the Lord. This again helps develop maturity. One of the strongest attributes of maturity is learning patience. You have need of patience that after you have discovered the will of God that you might develop and wait on it and then actually step out into it. So guidance is a sign of maturity. Guidance comes to you at the specific time. This would be things to come, more than just a general leading of where you belong in the body of Christ and what your ministry is going to be along with many other hundreds of thousands or millions around the world. He shows you specifically where you're supposed to be. And again, this becomes a sign of maturity in your life, that whenever things are going wrong, all hell seem to be breaking loose around you. Instead of griping, you just simply say, Lord, you have never let me down. Again, you're seldom early, but you're never late. And this is one of those times it seems like you're late to me, but you're never late. You're always right on time. So I'm going to wait for you and I'm not going to budge until I have heard from you. That is a sign of maturity. And every day you wait and every day you think, you know, surely, you know, I'm going to miss the date or maybe God spoke and I don't know, but you still wait on the mind of the Lord. Even with Elijah laying there on that mountain, the Bible says, and when the brook had dried up, he didn't, he didn't start moving as the brook was drying up. That's usually when we want to jump out. Say, oh my goodness, my brook is drying up. No, he stayed there even when the brook had already dried up and he was sucking dirt. I mean, the brook was gone. It was deserted. It was, it was lifeless. It was dry. It was dusty. And that's when the Lord spoke to him and told him about the woman he would be staying with and she was going to help sustain him. When we come back again, we'll talk more about the Word and the Holy Spirit, how they work together. See you right after break. Christians often ask, how can I know the voice of the Lord? Or how do I get his guidance? Pastor Bob Yandian's series, Guidance, will help set you on the right path to hearing from God and knowing what comes from him and what doesn't. We often make the mistake of wanting God to lead us by wonders and outward signs, when the vast majority of his guidance actually comes through the word of God and the still small voice of the Holy Spirit. We must come to understand that we do not have the ability to guide ourselves, just as we do not have the ability to save ourselves or heal ourselves. Guidance explores the sevenfold ministry of the Holy Spirit and examines in detail the two ways God leads His children. To order the Guidance series, visit our website at bobyandian.com. This newly revised and expanded handbook is packed with biblical wisdom and practical guidance from the pastoral trenches. It will help to equip and encourage you in your ministry. Bobby Indian, a veteran pastor of more than 30 years, provides answers to common questions relating to your everyday pastoral duties and personal life. Bob covers topics such as the first pastor's conference in Acts 20, passion versus calling, daily schedules, living a balanced life, Wolves after your sheep, the glorious church. Pastors need pastors. Whose flock do you pastor? Spiritual workaholics. Family before ministry. The pastor's heart and the bond of peace. Bob will help you apply timeless biblical wisdom to the issues and dynamics of today's pastoral ministry. To order, visit our website at bobyandian.com. 
Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit bobyandian.com and click on Partnership. Again, as we reflect on back with what we heard in the first part of this broadcast, there's two ways the Holy Spirit leads, through the Word of God, and next of all, showing you specific things that are to come. And these always work together. We have those today that are shouting out, well, we are guided by the Word, guided by the Word only, and others, no, no, I'm guided by the Holy Spirit. Listen, you're guided by both, but they work together. And as they work together, again, they agree always, the Holy Spirit agrees with the Word. If I were to really put one thing above the other, I would not put the Holy Spirit above the Word, for God has exalted His Word above His very name. Even the Holy Spirit points to the Word of God and says, the main way I'm going to lead you is to into all truth. Your Word is truth, Jesus told God the Father in His prayer in John 17 before He went to the cross. So the Word and the Spirit work together. You know, there's a prophecy given many, many, many years ago by Smith Wigglesworth and said, that, and he saw a, a revival in this earth before the coming of Jesus for to, to catch his church away. And he said, then this great revival, he saw two hands reaching around the world and they reached as far as Australia. But he said, what happened was when those two hands met together, he said, the Lord spoke to him, said, in this particular revival, the Spirit and the Word will totally agree. Because we've had revivals of the Holy Spirit and we've had revivals of the Word of God emphasizing the Holy Spirit, emphasizing the Word of God. And on this one, he said, they're going to blend together. And he says, you're going to see the Spirit and the Word agree totally together. No one will be magnified above the other. But the Word and the Spirit work together. In fact, this is seen in Luke chapter 2. If you turn there with me, this is a great verse of Scripture to show you how the Holy Spirit and the Word agree together. Luke chapter 2, take a look at verse 22 through verse 27. This is right after Jesus was born. It's time for him to be circumcised the day of the purification of Mary after she had given birth to Jesus had now been complete. And they now bring Jesus and the baby Jesus to the temple to be circumcised. In Luke chapter two, this is brought out beginning in verse 22. It says, now when the days of her purification, this is Mary. And when the days of her purification, uh, notice this next phrase. In fact, if you can underline it in your Bible, do so. According to the law of Moses, they brought Jesus to the temple because it was recorded in the word to do this. It says, when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, was completed, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord as it is written in the law of the Lord. Again, we have according to the law of Moses. Secondly, we have it said again, written in the law of the Lord. Leviticus chapter 12, verses 2 through 8 is where it's written in the law of the Lord. Every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice. Look at this a third time, according to what is said in the law. It says in the first time, according to the law of Moses, then written in the law of the Lord. Now it says, as it is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This guy's a prophet. And this man was just and devout, waiting on the consolation of Israel. This is the Messiah. He'd been waiting for years on the Messiah. And notice what it says, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. Number one, we had three things about the word of God written about 
Mary and Joseph. Now, three things are going to be said about this man being led by the Holy Spirit. This was things to come. You don't find this in the Word of God. You find the fact he's going to be born. You find the fact that after on the eighth day, he's going to be circumcised, but you don't know exactly when he's going to be born. That's where the Holy Spirit has to show you things to come. And this man was receiving instruction from the Holy Spirit on things to come. It says, first of all, the Holy Spirit was upon him. Next of all, in verse 26, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. There's number two, that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Verse 27, so he came by the Spirit into the temple. Isn't this incredible? Three first, three times it is mentioned, Mary and Joseph came because of what was written in the word. And three times it says in this verse of scripture, Simeon came because he was led by the Holy Spirit. Wouldn't you know it? They both got to the temple at the same time and they met and recognized each other. And this is what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit and the word absolutely agree. Don't you give me this stuff. The Holy Spirit told you something and it doesn't line up with the word of God. And when I give you a scripture, you get mad at me and tell me, oh no, the Holy Spirit told me. Oh, if you're really spiritual, the Holy Ghost told me. The Holy Ghost told me to do this. Well, listen, the Holy Spirit will not contradict the Word of God, and the Word of God does not contradict the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's part of the Godhead of which the Word of God was written by, so the things will line up perfectly together. How does the Holy Spirit again give guidance? Number one, through His Word, This is general guidance for everybody, the most common way, but then the Holy Spirit can show you specific guidance just for you, not as common. Again, is it specifically given in the Word of God that you're supposed to work? Yes. Have a job? Yes. But where do you specifically go to work? That's where you show have shown to you things to come. Are you supposed to have a ministry? Yes. But in what city and in what church or in what organization? That's showing you things to come. Again, I was told I would be a teacher and instructor at a Bible at, at, in the body of Christ, but I didn't know where, I didn't know how, and when, that's when it began to be shown to me one step at a time where I would teach. I was a teacher at a Bible school, pastor of the church I was in, and again, this comes down to it. Paul was called to minister to the Gentiles, pretty broad, right? That was again told to him, but he was specifically led by the Holy Spirit as to where to minister, what city to go to, and again, we find this throughout the New Testament, same way with us. Guidance from the Word of God can come immediately, but guidance from the Holy Spirit usually takes time and when he specifically shows you things to come. And we're going to talk about this from the Word of God and show you a story in the Word of God about a time when they had to wait on the Holy Spirit because he had not spoken yet. Throughout the Word of God, we find this, that there comes times again, you know generally what to do, but you don't know specifically what to do. But the same Holy Spirit that showed you generally will also show you specifically. Let me tell you about some of the things in my own life. Again, I knew I would be a teacher in the body of Christ. Doors opened up for me. I, first of all, met my wife when I was in Bible school. While I was in Bible school, we got married. I met her just before I went to Bible school. Halfway into the year, we got married. And believe me, I mean, we were stone broke and, uh, you know, didn't have much as far as natural things were concerned, but a job supernaturally opened up for me. I knew I was supposed to have a job, but I didn't know where. I thought maybe something would open up as far as teaching somewhere, but it didn't. And so a job opened up for me supernaturally. I was in line at a a store one day 
And there was a lady in front of me, her little boy liked Hardy Boy books and said, Mommy, they have Hardy Boy books here. And she said, Honey, you know, we just bought you one last week. He said, But I already read it. She said, No, no, let's wait on that. And I said, Does he like Hardy Boy books? She said, Oh my goodness, yes. I said, I have all of them from the very beginning up to the latest ones. I said, I have them all. And he can have them if he wants. I mean, the kid went nuts. The mom said, Are you sure? I said, Yeah, I'm not going to read them. I'm married now. Great when I was a kid, but you know what? We don't have any kids ourselves. I'll just give them to him. So she took my dress down, came over to our house. I was stacked. I had boxes of these things, put them in her trunk. And she looked at me and said, do you need a job? I mean, I, I thought this is incredible. And she said, do you know anything about stereo equipment? And I said, well, yeah, I, I, I went to college. The guys all had them. I learned about them and how to run them. And I learned all the different things. And she said, well, my husband's opening up a store. We're out of Kansas City. We're a higher end uh, uh, hi-fi store. And, and she said, would you, would you want to work there and sell? I said, yes. I found out I was a natural born salesman. I could just talk to people and had a way about it and I would sell. And so I became one of the best salesmen they had. And eventually after six months, I became the manager of the store. Talk about a supernatural opening, but you can't find go to work for this electronic store in the Bible. I just had a leading. I was supposed to follow God and he began to show me at that time things to come. That opened up the door. I met somebody while I was there that did that, that uh, recorded cassette tapes and uh, he sold us blank tapes and stuff. And I mean, he did this all. And after that, I went to work for Kenneth Hagen Ministries. And eventually after that teaching at Raymond Bible Training Center and the man that I had met back here at this place who I didn't work for, but later on again, I got to know him uh, when I worked in this one store running cassette tapes, he began to run all the cassette tapes for Kenneth Hagin Ministries. I started out doing it, but the thing just began to blow, grow and multiply and I didn't have time for it. And this man began to do them for us, actually saved us money. Again, it comes back to it. Guidance outside the word usually has to be waited on. God will show you things from the word of God even before they come to pass. But after that, it's sometimes right up until the last minute that God speaks to you. And so guidance inside the word of God comes one way by the word of God, but guidance outside the word of God comes many different ways. Acts chapter two and verse 17 says, it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. What this verse is simply telling us is the Holy Spirit cannot only lead us by a simple voice. And when I say voice, listen, when I tell you the Lord spoke to me, you know what? I've never had an audible voice. And I, you know, I need to explain this because sometimes people say, well, I've never heard the Lord speak to me, but you know, I've had impressions and stuff. Well, that's how the Holy Spirit speaks to you. I like to simply say it this way. When the Holy Spirit speaks to me, it's more of a knowing on the inside, such as if I told you something, then you would know it. What if you could know it without me having to tell you? This is what guidance is. The Holy Spirit didn't come explain something to me. He just dropped something in me that I know. The whole explanation part hadn't even come yet. I just know something inside of myself. And as I, and when I know it, it's like something I know now that five seconds before that I didn't know it. It just, boom, was just suddenly there a knowledge. I was driving through Tulsa one day, teaching at Rama Bible Training Center, and the Lord spoke to me. I would pastor the church that I had helped to begin, that my wife and I helped to start. 
working in the church. And now we were going through into our second pastor. And the Lord told me, basically, he's going to be leaving. You're going to be taking over the church. And so I told my wife, she said, I've known for, for uh, you know, about two or three weeks that this was going to happen. And so we both knew, but we didn't know when. We just kept waiting and waiting and waiting. We had a general leading as that what God was going to do, but that knowledge dropped on the inside of me. That was the Holy Spirit speaking to me. But I want you to notice here in this verse of scripture, your sons and daughters shall prophesy. It could have come through a prophet. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. It can come through a vision. It can come through a dream. There are so many ways the Holy Spirit can give you specific guidance outside of the word of God. So again, this takes a waiting on the mind of the Lord. And because that happened, then things begin to open up in my life. And when the Lord spoke to me, it wasn't a matter but maybe of a few months to where the door opened up and I became the pastor of the church and was there for 33 years. And during that time, during those 33 years, the Lord would show me things to come about the local church, about the ministry we would be stepping into, a lot of different things began to open up. But again, this came and I didn't know when they were going to be spoken to me. I didn't know. There was times, again, when one time I was walking through the church and the Lord just gave me the name of a person on staff that would fulfill a position I had been looking for. And I'd been looking in the congregation and the Lord showed me, this is why this person has been working with you. I've been preparing them to take over this job. What a successful thing. It's nice to know these things, that you can even be guided by the Holy Spirit into who's supposed to be working. And this didn't work every single time. Other times, Times, the Lord just left me up to natural knowledge, searching, searching out their past, you know, having them fill out an application, uh, talking to them, figuring it out, and then hiring them on that response. So again, the Holy Spirit doesn't replace everything in your life, but certain things he specifically talks to you. He will show you things to come. This is just great, simple stuff. We will resume this tomorrow. I will see you then. You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. Visit bobyandian.com. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.